sound kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the sound kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, you're listening to the sound kitchen. Mm, yummy. And Susan Owens be cooking. Bienvenue and welcome to The Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday the 10th of July, the 191st day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. Are you well? I do hope so. So, the 10th of July. What was going on in French history on this day? On this day in 1940, in the midst of World War II and after France had been invaded by the Germans, the Vichy government was established in France. The Vichy government was governed by Marshal Philippe Pétain, a World War I hero from the resort town of Vichy in what was called the Free Zone of France during the German occupation. But it was not free. The Vichy government adopted a policy of collaboration with Nazi Germany. Conservative Catholics were prominent and anti-Semitism was promoted. Not a glorious moment for la douce France. Eventually, public sentiment turned against Pétain and Vichy. In 1945, once the Germans were ousted by the Allies and the free French provisional government of the French Republic was put in place, Pétain was put on trial for treason and sentenced to death. Charles de Gaulle, the leader of the new national government, commuted Pétain's sentence to life imprisonment. Only four senior Vichy officials were tried for crimes against humanity, although many more had participated in the deportation of Jews for internment in Nazi concentration camps, abuses of prisoners, and severe acts against members of the French resistance to the German occupiers and Vichy. It was not until Jacques Chirac became president in 1995 that France was able to admit that the state participated in the horrors of the Shoah. For the first 25 years after the war, French leaders held Nazi Germany solely responsible for the deportations. Then Vichy was blamed. It was called a German puppet state, thereby absolving the French state. I'll read to you what Chirac said on the 53rd anniversary of the first mass arrests of Jews in Paris, just two months after he became president in 1995. I was here, and I'll never forget it. These dark hours forever sully our history and are an insult to our past and our traditions. Yes, the criminal folly of the occupiers was seconded by the French, by the French state. To recognize the errors of the past and the errors committed by the state and not to hide the dark hours of our history, that is plainly the way to defend a vision of man, of his freedom and dignity. I will always have great respect for Chirac for that. This is a sound kitchen. On this-
1871, the French author Marcel Proust was born. Between 1913 and 1927, he published in seven parts the monumental novel In Search of Lost Time. I don't think there is a French child in the Republic who has not read at least one of the Lost Time novels. Even my husband reread a few of them not long ago. I read them all several years back, but in English. Maybe I could do it in French now, but Proust is pretty hard to read. The stories really are wonderful, but Proust can write a paragraph which will flow over several pages. It's pretty dense stuff. Proust is viewed by the literary world as one of the most influential authors of the 20th century. Susanna Wensby, The Sound Kitchen, Radio France International. Moving on to the world at large, on this day in 1997, scientists in London reported the findings of the DNA analysis of a Neanderthal skeleton, which supports the out-of-Africa theory of human evolution. What is the out-of-Africa theory? that Homo sapiens most likely developed in the Horn of Africa between 300 and 200,000 years ago. The African origin model proposes that all modern non-African populations are substantially descended from populations of Homo sapiens that left Africa after that time. The DNA analysis of the female skeleton put the so-called African Eve at 100 to 200,000 years ago. This is the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. Are you ready? Because it's... Time for the quiz. On the 12th of June, I asked you a question about Mali's coup within a coup, thus called because there was a first coup d'etat last August. A transitional government was duly put in place and elections were announced. Then there was a coup against the transitional government in May, and the transitional president and prime minister were removed. Still with me? I wanted you to tell me the date for the elections which were announced in August after the first coup. The answer is February 2022. No word since the second coup, the coup within the coup, as to whether or not the original timetable for elections will be held. The winners of the quiz are... Dr. Deepa Bain, who's a member of the RFI Pariwar Bantu SWL Club in Chhattisgarh, India. And Miss Sadika Katun, a member of the RFI International DX Radio Listeners Club in West Bengal, India. There are RFI Listeners Club members Faria Kanamumu from Mushiganj, Bangladesh, and my favorite dinosaur, Alan Holder from the Isle of Wight, England, on the list of lucky winners this week. And last but not least, RFI English listener Rajya Katun, who hails from Joypurhat in Bangladesh. Congratulations, winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. 
My question for you this week is about the environment and the French Senate. President Emmanuel Macron, in an attempt to appease criticism that he's not doing enough for the environment, wanted to organize a referendum about adding a clause to the French Constitution which would guarantee the fight against climate change. The Senate voted against it, which means the referendum is pretty much out of the question. To hold a referendum in France, both the General Assembly, the lower house of parliament, and the Senate must agree. Read David Coffey's article, French Senate Blocks Referendum on Climate Change, and answer me this. Who was responsible for the clause's original wording? Again, read David Coffey's article, French Senate Blocks Referendum on Climate Change, and tell me who wrote the original wording of the clause about climate change, which Macron wanted to be included in the French Constitution. I posted David's article on all the Sound Kitchen and RFI Club Facebook pages to help you with the answer. You have until the 16th of August to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on August 21st to see if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a ms, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus 336-3112-9682. That's plus 336-3112-9682. Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. This is the Sound Kitchen. Sound, Sound Kitchen. Kitchen. And Susan Owensby's cooking. Just about time to go, but before we do, be sure and take a look at the RFI English Club's Facebook page to see some wonderful photos of Chavindu Paul's rooftop garden. Shavindu is the president of the RFI Matali Listeners Club and the coordinator of the RFI Matali Students Club. They're in Murshidabad, India. Shavindu is growing some wonderful vegetables on his roof. Take a look. I also want to remind you to send me your musical requests and please, 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 beloved listeners, take a few minutes and record one of the unique moments in your life. It doesn't have to be some, as Hans said last week, on top of the Himalayas kind of story. No, it's about just something quite ordinary, but unique, different from the everyday rushing to the bus, shopping for groceries, blah, 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 things we all do. Although it could be something you experienced while you were doing one of those mundane blah, blah, blah things. I so loved hearing about Hans's unique moments last week, didn't you? So why not your unique moment? Get under a blanket, turn on the recorder on your mobile phone, and get to it. 
Okay, my friends, time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to our producing engineer, Erwan Rum, for his input and his expertise in mixing the show. And thanks to you for listening. Be sure to tune in next Saturday to hear the answer to the question about the first round of regional polls in France. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch. And stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our producing engineer, who's a musician first and foremost. He plays the conga drums. This week, Erwan has chosen Ganawa music for us. For those of you who know Kowali music, Ganawa music will sound somewhat familiar to you. Like Kowali, Ganawa music is a group of Islamic religious songs and dances, but from the Moroccan and Sub-Saharan African Islamic tradition. The music is performed at Lila, communal nights of celebration dedicated to prayer and healing, and is guided by the Ganawa Mahlem, or Master Musician, and their group of musicians and dancers. The principal instruments in Ganawa are the gumbri, a three-string lute, and kakebs, which are heavy iron castanets. There are often large drums as well. Just as in Kowali, one phrase or a few lines are repeated over and over in Ganawe, so the song may last a long time, in some cases several hours non-stop. But in fact, what seems to be just one piece may be a whole series of pieces, each dedicated to a saint, a sidi, or a master. Erwan has not chosen an all-night-long piece for us, though. He'll introduce us to this music, which is on the UNESCO Intangible Cultural Heritage List, by the way, with a piece performed by the Moroccan group Inov Ganawa, called Hamadi, which means roughly, one who praises God a lot. The Mahlem, or master of Inov Ganawa, is Hassan Ben Jafar. He is playing the gumbri and is the lead singer. Enjoy! And thanks again for another musical discovery, Erwan. Talk to you all next week.